Before the Ranger Creed is recited by a formation of Rangers at a ceremony, you will always hear the narrator say, Will all Rangers, past and present, please join as we recite the Ranger Creed? Every Ranger will stand, and as they say those six stanzas, they are transformed back to a time when they had the pleasure and the burden of this brotherhood. That feeling is hard to describe. However, it's one that never leaves you. It's a connection that spans the globe and can be reignited when you hear the phrase, Hey Ranger, what battalion were you from? Amongst this formation, there are Rangers that stand out. They are legends of this elite organization, and when their names are spoken, people instantly have a story and for a moment, relive it. Legends of the 75th Podcast wants to capture that feeling and those stories. We want to ensure that these legends, triumphs, and sacrifices never fade away. So sit back with your favorite adult beverage and listen to the stories from the Legends of the 75th. All right. Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of Legend of the 75th. As you can see, when we publish the video, we are doing this one in person and I'm fucking stoked for a lot of different reasons. One, because I get to show off my awesome little freaking cave that we got going on here. I don't want to use the term man cave. I promised my wife I wouldn't use that. Uh, but also um, because, you know, the, the conversations that are facilitated in person are just always a hell of a lot better. And for the first in-person episode with Clay and I hosting in the same room, which is amazing as well, we have Major Retired Rich Thompson. So if you don't know who Major Rich Thompson is, he actually served as an enlisted soldier from E1 to E7. Um, then he went over to the dark side, went to OCS, <laughs> and uh, came back to the Ranger Regiment as a captain and served as a captain all the way through field grade. Total of 16 years uh, served on active duty in the 75th Ranger Regiment, and then has done a total since then of five years doing different contracting and DA civilian stuffs uh, within the Ranger Regiment. Uh, he has a total of five deployments with the Ranger Regiment, and I'm excited because we were talking a little bit before the episode. We definitely have some cool things that we're going to sit here and talk about. So, Rich, welcome to Legend of the 75th. Gentlemen, it is uh, absolutely my honor and uh, humbled to be considered and, and be invited uh, to come sit here um, and, and talk with you, especially looking at the list that preceded me. Um, I got to bring my A game. Um, <laughs> so uh, so it definitely is a humbling, and I appreciate uh, being put in that same category with, with those that came before me and, and, and be a part with you guys to talk talk Ranger stuff. I think it's kind of indicative of serving in the Ranger Regiment, though. Like you just never, ever feel like you should be the guy, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, I, I agree. There's always, you know, we always have that, you know, I just, I got along, I, I got there. Um, I did my job and there was always somebody else you were looking up to somebody else you were striving to, to, to be like, or be with. And the next thing you know, you know, opportunities like this, where you're on the same sheet of paper as those mm -hmm. same mentors or those same people is, is, is really surreal um, and, and really, I mean, it's prideful obviously, but, um, it's, it's great to be recognized, but it's, it's definitely a humbling experience. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, going back, you know, what, you know, I know you, you talked about, you didn't come from, you know, military pedigree or anything like mm -hmm. that. So how'd you find yourself, you know, enlisting in the army and serving in the 75th? Uh, well, like you said, mate, I, I did not come from a military pedigree, meaning I, I didn't have really a significant, um, kind of influence in the house that, you know, my dad wasn't, 
you know, didn't serve in the army. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have this legacy background. I didn't have an, you know, definitely didn't have an officer background, uh, to sustain. And I honestly don't know where, um, kind of the, where it came from, to be honest with you. I, I mean, there's pictures of me, my mom and my dad will, uh, graciously show you of me seven eight years old dressed in camouflage running around Hell playing, yeah. playing army nobody, yeah nobody plays navy um but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so but i don't know where that came from i know i used to watch war movies war movies with my with my dad and kind of yeah and hunt with my dad and do, right. the, do those kinds of things but where the army and especially kind of the ranger like kind of field or where that was um I don't know where that came from. I still to this day, when the question gets asked, I, I don't know where that came from. I just knew um, I loved it. Um, and then, of course, growing up, um, watching you know movies, uh, you know from World War II movies and, and things like that, all the way through movies like Green Berets and and just and it was just I was just drawn to it. Uh, and I don't I don't know why. Um, and then uh, when it came time later on, start thinking about the career. Um, what are you going to do with your life, son? Uh, it's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go do the army. And, uh, dad was cool with it. Uh, mom was a little bit like, okay, he'll grow out of it. Oh. Um, and then when it got later, um, I was like, well, I think the army is going to be where I go. She said she was the one that was, well, if you're going to do that, go get your education and then go in as an officer. And, and somewhere I still knew that I didn't want to do that either. Yeah. Um, I don't know, again, influenced by back then, the only media there was was really TV. Yeah. Um, So I guess the recruiting aspect of it was kind of that blue collar grunt work. Yeah. was was what I was talking to. Well, you know, just like no one plays Navy, no one one plays officer. Like no one's the officer when you're playing. Right, 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 exactly. (laughs) I mean, maybe there is somebody, but not that I know of. Yeah, it's no fun to be the guy that sits there and for two minutes you tell people what to do and go back to your office and they go out and do all the fun stuff. <laughs> so so oh, that was the perception uh, from, from my what, what I had to influence me. So um, mom was not real cool with the idea of me just enlisting. Um, but I, I gave her one college semester, I think it was, maybe two, um, and quickly was like, Mom, I gave it a shot. I can't do this. Um, so I then I enlisted. Uh, the enlistment process... Um, to be honest, I, I do have to mention, um, it was about 1990 where I had to get serious about it. And of course, uh, that was Charlie Sheen, Michael Bean and Hell Navy yeah. SEALs. Um, which was the funny thing about that movie that was, that was a, a grade movie that was put out. Um, and I was like, I didn't know the sister services necessarily, but I knew the action in that movie is what I wanted to do. Right. So, um, you just wanted to jump out of a Jeep, uh, uh, off a bridge. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, jump. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. that scene? That's like yeah, the only yeah. scene I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, yeah. yeah. I thought that was cool. I, the do rags. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember that. They were pretty, um, just like the Navy is now. Um, <laughs> but uh, I. Uh, Apparently, we're yeah, shitting on the Navy yeah, today. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, um, but uh, yeah, I was like, okay, I, I think I know what I want to do. I think I want to be a SEAL, or at least I'm going in with that's my example. So I hit the recruiters up. I did start with the army first because I did like special forces, uh, yeah, yeah. which was obviously there. Okay, I want to be a special forces guy. Um, but long story short, everybody said you can't go straight into those programs, mm-hmm. you know. And so um, for the Navy, um, it was 
you have to do, I think at the time that I was looking at it, two years in the Blue Water Navy first. Oh, okay. And, and you couldn't come straight into uh, to the BUDS program. And I said, I absolutely want nothing to do with Blue Water Navy. Um, you know, talking to the Army guys, you can't go straight in to be a Special Forces guy at the time. Um, but they said, hey, here's a, what about this? And then they showed me the, the, the laser disc of, of the, uh, of, of the Rangers. Um, now looking back, it was not a video of the Ranger regiment. It was a video of kind of Ranger school, kind of the Ranger, oh, okay. the Ranger, but it, it still captured the S you know, yeah, yeah. still captured the essence of it. And I said, from a civilian looking at, you know, looking in Ranger school sounds awesome. Yeah, exactly. Like the, yeah. you consolidate the Rangers in action demonstration yeah. and you're like, yeah, I want to do that. Yeah. Um, and then, the, and then they follow that up with, we can give you that guaranteed. Oh, okay. So, you know, the, the contract, and I said, okay, so no matter what, at least I get guaranteed a shot at it. And I understand that if I don't make it, I go needs of the army. Um, I can accept that. And that's kind of how I ended up on the Ranger pipeline coming into the army. And uh, a few months later, I, I did the delayed entry, came in and I went through the pipeline, uh, basic airborne school, you know, and, and back then it was RIP and then showed up at 375 and in uh what august of 91 august of 91 yep so right before or no on the heels of desert storm yeah actually i think i got a pretty ribbon that i had no idea what it was for joining during that conflict you know? oh, so okay. it just adds to the uh, fruit salad on the chest there but uh thank, <laughs> th thank you for joining the army during conflict but yeah just yeah. after desert storm okay um and, and the then, rangers didn't really participate so yeah one company maybe yeah well, it was one company yeah. yeah but um no and then uh but really for me what i came into when i got there in 91 aco 375 um i came right in they were still fresh off relatively fresh off of just cause okay and so i really got immersed into um those the that that pocket of vets that were still left um uh, from the 89 just cause uh action so um and in reflecting back, that was also a great time. Um, some of the younger guys were just cause guys, but some of the mid-level leaders we had were also Grenada vets. Okay. So kind of those generational things, you know, mm -hmm. as you look back and go, okay, I had a really great core of guys that had done two significant Ranger operations that we still reflect back on uh, today as examples of what the Ranger Regiment does. Yeah. Now it's <clears throat> super impressive, Rich. That when I look at your, uh, your your biography here, and from knowing you, you know that you've been affiliated with the organization for now four decades, um, and you still look great. <laughs> you know, there's just so much to peel back here. You know, and you know, thanks again for coming out and making the ride out, being in the studio with us today. Um, really looking forward to pulling the thread and you know learning some more about you in the earlier days. Uh, is I, I met you when you were a captain, uh, but I know that there's a whole lot more that you've given to the organization and that you've been a part of. And, uh, you know, with that being said, so, you know, you come in in 1991 and, uh, you know, you go through your, your pilgrimage to become a ranger. What was day one like for you when you showed up to, to <laughs> battalion after, after rip? Well, um, yeah, showing up day one, um, I was greeted, uh, energetically um, <laughs> yeah it, it, it was um we were brought in and i met 
you know, my platoon sergeant who ended up being what I consider, I still reflect back on him. Rick, Rick Shuck mm-hmm. was my first, uh, platoon sergeant. Um, and he was, if those that know him, he was kind of this, the epitome of what I look at as like a ranger platoon sergeant, his confidence, his skill set, um, that he took me under his wing as kind of the new, as a new guy for some reason. Um, and let me kind of gave me some bandwidth to do things on train during training. Um, he said, Hey, rookie, come here. Um, which was, I still use that term today for Rangers. Uh, I took that from him. You know, obviously the common term is, you know, the cherry or, or some other derogatory yeah. term. Yeah. For usually a, a curse word. Yeah. Yeah. Something, something like that. So I, I, I do all, reflect all the way back to 31 years ago to my platoon sergeant, I was just the new guy. So we're all rookies at some point. And so that stuck with me um, that he was the one that understood I was just new, but I was eager to learn. And so he took me. And then my first PL was uh, at the time, Lieutenant Dan Walrath. Uh, Oh, okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. This was an excerpt of the Legends of the 75th podcast. If you want to listen to the entire episode, go to the show notes and sign up for exclusive membership. Why are we charging? Some of the guests want to know that their stories have a level of protection and can share freely without it being available to the general public. To produce a professional product, it costs money. Your subscription helps us ensure we keep it to the level of what's expected from this elite organization. The podcast is the first phase. We plan to add videos, apparel, Ranger history blog, and more episodes each month. So as Legends grows, you will get more bang for your buck. We don't want to interrupt or muddle episodes with sponsorship clips or ads. Your support is much appreciated. We look forward to building this exclusive group with your support. Rangers lead the way.